0: And bump, just staring from across the room you've got to strut your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i got a move that'll
1: make them smooth and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me to a theater near you. It's the Equalizer, a so weekly podcast for two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Nolan. I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form?
0: Today I'm in good form, Mike. How are you? I'm also good. That's great. Damn it, Mike. You're such a, you're such a wild card. You're such a rebel.
1: That's why you love me, Madison. We should get married, and you love me. Yeah, sure. I don't know why you don't love me, Madison. Marry me, Madison. Let's get married. I love you.
0: Okay. Yeah, right.
1: Whatever. And that was a scene from Valerian and the city of a thousand planet worlds in space tomorrow. (laughs) I
0: check out. I checked. I think when I first saw this movie, I checked out about halfway through. I did it again this time. Um. Like, it was on, but I wasn't really paying attention because I could not stand how the actors talk to each other. Like, they are so deadpanned. Uh Like, there's so little emotion with this fantastical sci-fi, granted, Hmm. CGI world around them. Right. But, like, it is wild to me how the two main
1: leads seemingly just don't want to be there (laughs) see I would argue I think Cara Delevingne does a fine job like the way her character is written in the movie it makes sense that she's a little bit more like standoffish I guess but Dane DeHaan brings absolutely no energy charisma anything to this movie I mean this this is not on the actors whatsoever oh I think it's a little bit on Dane DeHaan
0: I I don't know I'm not familiar with him at all um but like
1: i think it is the right i think it's so much the writing like i here's my point like arguably i'm going to go into a doctor who tangent for a second arguably the stephen moffat years there's a lot of awful writing matt smith and co do a good job of selling it there is a little bit of this that is on dane dehan's plate the writing is atrocious i agree he didn't try and do anything to correct Kara DelVine I think did a fine job her character was a lot more like I'm more reserved and like she has a temper at times like I think she does a fine job playing that character it's that there Valerian isn't a character he is an ego and like an ego and a penis and that's pretty much it
0: yeah in space an ego and a penis in space
1: of course a thousand cities etc but a thousand cities a thousand penises
0: yeah wild and you know what pisses me off um Because when I was reading everything, I think I brought it up multiple times that Mm -hmm. I was extremely disappointed in this movie, and I was like really excited to go see it Mm -hmm. because of it's uh, Luke Basson is the guy who did the Fifth Element, which I think is a a pretty stellar fucking space odyssey, like Mm -hmm. movie, like from beginning to end, it's pretty rad, I think. And then I see this, and it's it's a movie. It's a, it's a movie trying a little too hard, I think.
1: Yeah. I think for me, I know I've always said a movie, I can forgive a movie for being bad, but not for being boring. Somehow, I didn't enjoy this more than Crawl, but it ranks a little higher, maybe because it was so visually stunning. And also, I felt an emotion. It was anger, but like Crawl, it was mostly just a lot of like, why like the anger was why isn't anything happening and this was kind of more like well at least it's like very pretty yeah uh but it is
0: i i think it's a pretty beautiful movie for like a really good way to show a lot of over cgi and special effects can actually Mm -hmm. look really nice, I think. Like, instead of, like, Transformers metal, metal grinding into metal, into little balls and, like, it's like, what am I looking at right now?
1: Yeah, I will say, I very much enjoyed Rihanna's dance sequence, but the lack of man i couldn't finish
0: I... another thing that pisses me off mm-hmm. this movie and the whole thing is based on a comic book mm-hmm. Valerian and loreline two main act the two main characters of this movie who i think have about the same amount of screen time mm-hmm. um and like you said uh cara De- De- develine yeah delavine i think but yeah she like like you said she does a pretty good job and for the most part like her character just gets ripped from the title so they decide to put valerian as the title and uh with the city of a thousand planets or whatever i, I think yeah. that's just really shitty
1: like yeah i mean that i i suspect it's probably for not seo but like like when they redid originally like live die repeat or something was edge of tomorrow and the the consensus was what a shitty bland sci-fi title so i think they were trying to go for something like eye-popping still sucks like I mean, OK, so but the comic book
0: Valerian and Lu- 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 Lucifer, right? mm-hmm. Lucifer, Laura, Lore- Lucifer, Laura. Yeah, uh, the comic book Valerian and Laura line exists. So you think that would pick up more SEO? Yeah, that's true. Right then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like that just really sucks because like they do have, a, I would say, a, the same amount of screen time. I don't think mm-hmm. it never like favors either one more. I don't think like, yeah, um, but, like- but we're supposed to like. But with, because of that, we're supposed to be focused on Valerian the main as the main character right now because mm-hmm. it is he's he's uh, Admiral or Major Marshall, I think yeah. Major Valerian and which means we're supposed to like like him somewhat I guess and I don't whatsoever he's just like an asshole
1: like yeah like it's it is um he's he's
0: a he's a Tom Cruise wet dream.
1: Tom Cruise what a Dream. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean though? Like oh, it's no, like you're right. You're not wrong. Like it's like he's he's exactly someone that Tom Cruise wishes he could play or he wants I mean, to play all the time.
1: Yeah, let's be honest. Tom Cruise would still try to play that character. Uh I'll say this: like the movie itself, mediocre. Like it was fine. I absolutely everything I hate about that movie is has to do with the, the two main characters. Like if you strip away how like bad I think their performances are in this. The plot itself is fine. I mean, it's long and bloated, and it's mostly just for CGI accents, action sequences. But like, by and large, it's nothing awful. I,
0: uh, I don't know if I still holded this theory, but after I saw it, I was mm-hmm. like talking to my friends about it because we were just like in the car, like mm-hmm. just like devastated that that it wasn't a very good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we, um, I was very adamant on the fact that i think if you cut out the first like 15 minutes where you see the uh um the planet no mule Mm -hmm. and everything and you put that more towards the end as a reveal of things that happened Mm. i think it is a little bit of a better movie because sure like the whole plot or whatever that like that general like Uh bomb the planet or whatever is it's not a very good reveal. Like I kind of put together what happens, like like, what happened, right? Like Mm -hmm. after I see this like asshole general or whatever, who, who seems to have a problem with these aliens. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's not. And I think it's treated as a big reveal and it's not right. Like, yeah,
1: I, I don't know. Like also it's 20, like people are savvy about, like oh it's a, a bunch of ships crashing this planet that clearly look like they've got like english written on them there's a general who's got a whole weird thing going on and he doesn't want help he probably did that like
0: obvious bad guy is obvious
1: yeah i mean he's wearing a golden chest plate at one point like
0: yeah he, he's clive owen
1: yeah come on like i don't know it's fine i i think the premise is serviceable it's just the acting or the the characters were terrible
0: those the aliens the the aliens from mule are if you cut out that opening scene where their planet was like destroyed or whatever but you see them as like they're pretty like peaceful people seemingly or a peaceful alien race right um if it's revealed at the end it's like oh they Hatch this plot where they're kind of somewhat brutal or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, because of this, like, it's like, obviously I still think that they're a peaceful race of
1: people. Yeah, exactly. Right? And like, I don't know, there was a good lesson that or a lesson, but they could put like with the whole, like you are your own worst enemy, et cetera. Of like, Oh, if they find out this happened, like they could sue us. It's like, did you ask if they wanted to sue you? Cause the whole thing was yeah. like, Oh yeah, we're cool. Like we forgive you like it sucks what happened and it was wrong but like we're we forgive you we just want to go live somewhere now and be peaceful and i was like yeah you didn't even like you didn't ask you just assumed they were going to sue you and then tortured one of them for like it was just like that never came up and i was like that would have put a nice bow on the movie as well yeah yeah um do you have anything Uh, else i'm gonna go into bits if not
0: um who were your favorite aliens who was your favorite aliens? Mike? Um what was your favorite aliens out of the many aliens in this movie?
1: I mean, I know what you're leading me to. I it yeah. is it does have to be the three uh duck boys. The three duck boys. Sk- just potato skin duck boys.
0: Yeah. Uh a peek behind the curtain frequels. Every Zoom call I always put some image from the movie behind myself. And this week it is the three duck boys.
1: Huey Dewey and Louie.
0: Yeah. I think what disturbs me about the duck boys isn't the large noses. It's not the potato skin. Mm -hmm. It is the little tiny fuzzy hairs on the top of their bald heads that look real. Like, you know, like, like it looks, it's like a little too real. I think it's like, that is where the uncanny Valley thing starts for me. Like that's where, like, if they were just bald and had no hair whatsoever and they weren't like sort of fuzzy, I think it would be a better, a better time for me.
1: It's wild that more of the CGI budget went into their little hairs than the rest of the movie. There's there's a lot about them that's disturbing. If you haven't seen the movie or the like, what these images are, imagine ducks, but if their bills were also made of skin.
0: It's like if a platypus sort of like stood up and grew wings.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm gonna have nightmares about that forever.
0: Uh, something I want to talk about a little bit is the opening scene. Which is very promising, I think. Like for the movie, like um, I actually really like the opening scene where all the captains are meeting each other as they connect to this giant planet. I think it's pretty well done, and like all of um, David Bowie's Space Odyssey plays over it. It's like that long of a scene. Um, I like the one where um, uh, there's like it's sort of like robotic alien like race Mm -hmm. that seemed to have like some sort of blue goo core or something show up and um they always do the handshake between the captains right and then like like i don't know there's something about how the robot arm grabbed the uh, the human captain's hand and shook it like Mm -hmm. I don't know. It really tickled me. That that that's my other favorite alien.
1: I like the big spacesuit, like boiler suit things with almost like potato fish inside. I know I keep saying potato, but that comes it's is a big theme in this movie, potatoes. Um but you know what I'm talking about it's like the big kind of gold or like rust colored suits of armor with the pork. Yeah, like a russet front. potato. Yeah, like a russet <laughs> potato. And then inside was more of like a yam potato kind of alien. Yeah. Um I think,
0: like, why I like that scene so much is because it gives me big Mass Effect vibes. Mm-hmm. It was like, armor it's like,
1: it was yeah. very Mass Effect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very Mass Effect, which is one of my favorite game franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, what could have been? What could have been? There will be a Mass Effect movie someday. I just. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, speaking of a Mass Effect movie, I have some letterboxd reviews here. Sure. Uh, our first review comes from Stevie, who has a pro rating, gives one and a half stars. This is like if Baz Luhrmann directed Star Wars Episode One as a Disney Channel original movie with a surprising amount of misogyny. In a review,
0: that's kind of that's nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Like Baz Luhrmann uh, directing a Star Wars movie, that's pretty much yes, yes, absolutely. It is like gratuitously extra in its sci-fi ness. I, I think that's pretty pretty good um mm-hmm. and yes a lot of misogyny
1: yeah i i don't know that one wasn't as funny it was more of just like absolutely hit the nail on the head right this is the tone of the film yeah uh speaking of the tone of the film uh jay cheal gave this four stars loved that marketplace sequence did not love the runtime ordained Dane han in a review
0: i think that marketplace scene is what every is what everyone talks about when they talk about this movie about it the good things in it mm-hmm. and i think it's a pretty red thing i think it's pretty red scene. yeah it's like, really cool it's it's fun um i remember it being a little bit more climactic uh when the first time i saw it um mm-hmm. but it's it's cool it's fun like it's i know in the movie verse or whatever or and it, this is a very high sci-fi mm-hmm. movie where like things just work because of science and aliens and stuff sure. like that.
1: It's just like, it's essentially this, a fantasy movie.
0: Yeah. It's like, okay, but these glasses send you into another dimension. So there's not only like a, like mm-hmm. where this marketplace is where you can go on vacation and buy stuff. And there mm-hmm. are a thousand stores or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, oh, that was cool. It may, it, I think it's cool it, it just like breaks it a little bit for me It's like okay so not only are there Like a thousand planets in this universe But there's another dimension
1: mm-hmm. That you
0: can also go to where this marketplace is I don't see what the problem is You're, just, you're too nitpicky Madison you're too I just, nitpicky When you get into other dimensions Because I have D&D brain And so I'm like okay so are there other planes of existence Or like are you like Yeah
1: big markets and Shadowfell I don't know like how did you not pick that up let's move on okay uh fran hoffner a patron gave this three and a half stars i too dream of a future in which i'm so hot it doesn't matter whether or not i have chemistry with my co-star in the review (laughs) truly truly yeah um
0: (laughs) that is that is another nail on the head of like the relationship between these two it does feel
1: like they're like who's who's rough but the same age and deeply hot that we can just like Bank on people wanting them to fuck
0: Yeah, yeah Jesus um,
1: uh, Our last no, video no. comes from Jenny Null, Who has a pro rating He this two stars I wanted to watch the movie Ethan Hawke thought he was in End of review <laughs> Who's Ethan Hawke in this? Uh, he's the guy who runs the bar that Rihanna dances at
0: Oh That was Ethan I didn't Hawk. even I didn't even notice that <laughs> Do Ethan Hawk and Clive Owen kind of look alike?
1: No. I mean oh I'm sorry, yes and I think they're brothers. Whew. Yes. Perfect improv achieved.
0: God. You don't have to you have to go for improv points. I'm just asking.
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh I mean then the answer is no, and we move on.
0: My picture's in both in my head, I'm mushing their faces together, and I'm just that's like called yes, kissing it's... Madison,
1: and that's fine. No, no, that's no, That's what you it's want to like... happen, but...
0: It's, not, it's more like I'm pushing their faces side by side together and I'm just like, yes, they fit perfectly.
1: Oh, whatever whatever you like to get up to in your own head is your business. <laughs> <laughs> face mushing.
0: Interesting. Well, maybe I can make a game of that or something. Oh, God. Speaking of. I'm not actually. That's not a game that I'm doing tonight. Today. No, I didn't maybe think it maybe was. Maybe someday. Let's, please don't call it face mushing. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready to? Uh-huh. Are you ready to blast off into the uh, the space the space carnival of bits?
1: Madison's was it Madison in the planet of a thousand bits. Yeah, Madison in the city of a thousand bits. I guess but... the carnival of
0: a thousand bits. There I you think. go. There we go. Control Nailed it.
1: We start record. Man. We only mutter those for legal reasons. We definitely yes, know all the lyrics. We
0: know the entire lyrics to David Bowie's Space Odyssey. But what's that? What's that, Mike? <laughs> what's that stand say over
1: there? What's it say, Mike? It says Madison's carnival It's five more miles. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And we go into it. We put our space boots on. We walk up to the first, the first <laughs> game let, we see.
1: Let me put on my gla- special glasses <laughs> so I can see into the bit dimension. Yeah. Zoom.
0: Welcome to Madison's most famous game. What the fuck? I mean, I get. I, it took me a second. I'm a, a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a weird alien running this. The the Madison's famous historic. A game that saved the galaxy one thousand years ago.
1: How did it save the galaxy a thousand years ago?
0: Because you can do anything with math. <laughs> oh my God! Is this a Madison's math fact? This is Madison's math game. You remember I did? Uh, if you remember, a thousand years ago uh-huh. you played a, you played Madison's math game.
1: <laughs> okay. Right. I remember you had pivoted away from math facts. I couldn't remember if you were still calling it that.
0: Yeah, and i'm gonna bring madison out now so they can they no, no, can stop doing this voice that's and fine Go ahead. Little...
1: i have i have some more questions uh what's your name um uh, i am gagalax gagalax <laughs> yeah also, uh, what planet are you from
0: i'm from the planet quibby Quibi, of course <laughs> sadly i heard that that planet got destroyed <laughs> No, no, it it blew up and from its ashes rose a new, more powerful quibi that uh, eventually took over the galaxy.
1: And then was defeated by math, or were you the ones who used math to save the galaxy? No,
0: we embraced math and used it to our own whim, and thus now we are the most powerful streaming service slash co- uh, colony in the galaxy. Gotcha.
1: Go ahead and bring Madison out. I think, I think this bit has run its course now. I don't think so. This is a rich lore we're digging in. Okay, fine. I'll keep talking to you in this voice if you want.
0: All of our swords have plus and minuses on, them. like
1: on them. You, you... <laughs> on them? If you get hit with a plus sword, you get health back, or exactly? How did you know? i uh, just i I took three semesters of uh, qu- Quibby lore. <laughs> All right, Madison's coming out now. Let's switch goggle acts.
0: Goodbye. What, how did you like Gargolox? I did. I like Gargolox a lot. Um, was your fa- My favorite thing about him mm-hmm. is that um, when he talks, mm-hmm. it, um, he does little T-Rex arms for some reason, um, mm-hmm. like in the front. Um, yeah, that's my favorite part.
1: My favorite is that he was wearing a pink shirt that said live, laugh, wine. Yeah, he's a total wine mom. Mm-hmm. Gargolox, the wine mom, will now probably be coming back frequently as we you know do more like uh creator commentary episodes and we do phone of friends halfway through because we're running out of steam i think goggle of Qu- the planet quibi is definitely going to be uh a-, a quick fan favorite we could only hope you know, we should probably anyway now, now that we've spent eight minutes on the introduction to your bit we should probably <sighs> go ahead and just do it Welcome to Madison's math game Um,
0: The reincarnation of Madison's math facts uh, Just a little different um, A little different Formula So this is a trivia game Mm -hmm. um, Where I look up Different facts about this movie um, That involve numbers um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes math Sometimes math Um, And Mike has to just Get the right answers Mm -hmm. Um, As always remember that Math does not stand uh, is or that math is a anagram, acronym. Acronym. I'm leaving that
1: in, because I'm dumb. Um, math is an <laughs> mac, mac math is an ac- or an anagram for a fam. Yeah. <laughs> Even all of my stumbles too. Uh, math is an acronym
0: that stands for Madison's amazing tidbits of heedfulness. Uh, famously um where this is it's movie trivia mike has to get the right answer um and i have three questions here let's rush on because yep we're getting to that time let's see if we can do this in four minutes but i mean spend as much time as you want Sure. question number one writer director pro- and producer luke Basson dedicated 600 pages to to developing and describing each alien species that was featured in Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. True. It's a multiple yes. choice. Oh. Uh. How many different alien species did Luke Bassan feature in this movie? Here are your here are your options. Ninety. A thousand. Five hundred. Or two hundred. Um.
1: Ninety, final answer. Why do you say that? I don't know. It does seems like the others are too many. It is two hundred. Okay. I mean, I that's a fact. You either know or you don't, and so I had to guess.
0: I thought it's somewhat of a math, an our a real a hard math fact. Because like six hundred pages could be dedicated to. I don't know how you well, would know that though, or what yeah, his, I mean, six hundred could have been
1: dedicated to ninety <laughs> species. I mean. <laughs>
0: Like I said, sort of math. Sometimes math. (laughs) In Luc Besson's... uh, uh, Sorry, question number two. Mm -hmm. In Luc Besson's other famous sci-fi movie, The Fifth Element, there were were 188 visual effects shots. Mm -hmm. How many visual effects shots do you think were in this movie? 350? Mm -hmm. 2734? 934, or 1,053? What was the first one? 350. And what was the third one? Uh, 934. I'll say 934. 934? Hmm. Locking in? Yeah. I'm sorry, no. 2,734 visual effect shots compared to the 188
1: that were in the fifth element. Was that the biggest number on the list that you gave Yes, me? yes. Okay. For the next question, I'm just gonna guess whatever the biggest number is locked in. Okay. Well, that's I'm not... Gonna, I'm still I'm gonna, gonna read no this. Oh no, I'm no, but I'm no scoping it. I'm gonna lock in the biggest number option. Okay. This film was question number three. This film
0: was released in 2017, and it starts with the scene of the meeting of a ca- of the captains at the beginning of the film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Canonically, the first meeting of the captains in the movie takes place in. 1975 over the scene the song space odyssey by david bowie plays which was released in 1969 with all that considered what year did the original com comic book valerian and Laureline* first
1: release whoops uh <laughs> 2001 which is your answer right let me I'm, I'm gonna make a guess now this does not count towards winning or losing like i'm locked in 2001 I'm gonna make a secondary guess just for pride. okay 2001
0: mm-hmm. 1995 1970
1: 1967 I think it's the back t- I think it's the the earlier two uh, one of those I'll say the one in the 70s 1970. I'm that's not locked in because I've already locked in 2001.
0: Yeah you're you're sub locked in to 1970. I'm sorry you're double wrong. Was it the sixties? It was the sixties. Yeah, nineteen sixty-seven. It was old.
1: I just couldn't remember. um, That was my favorite question. That's it. That's the end. The bit drought, or my point drought, continues. Gargalax
0: comes back out, uh, brings out a big red button, and just presses it, and like a exploding star, like black, it's like an exploding star. The entire carnival of a thousand bits is gone. Like, it just is like it it is it is left and um, it will return when it is it vanishes
1: in between three to five minutes. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jesus, well, we're at 30 minutes. We should probably start the movie.
0: Yeah, for this movie that I have. Very little ideas.
1: I have a few. Uh obviously we as uh, we haven't mentioned because we spent forever talking about the fucking movie. We're doing Christmas in Space, we're in week 2. Uh, so this sequel will be a Christmas or holiday uh sequel to Valerian and the Planet City 1000 Times. Um I wrote down a couple things like big market was something that I feel like maybe we could come back to for Christmas shopping. Uh I just wrote down the words North Pole. That's it. That's a whole idea. Um I quoted one of the aliens from Mule. May your people find, uh, may your people find peace wherever you may travel in space and in time. And then I just wrote time Christmas question um, mark. And then my last idea, which I don't know, this one may strike you: Valerian and the Santa Claus, as in like the Tim Allen Santa okay. Claus spelling. So I don't know, Valerian becomes Santa in the year twenty. But those are all the ideas I had
0: the only idea that i had and this is another i think this is another very like um sort of what we did last week like a special extra or or, like actually i think this is more of like a dvd extra like short film like short or something Uh um i wanted like the gift of the magi um with with uh with valerian and L- Lucerine, where they each Jesus. they each get them so each other something um and they go to the um
1: they go to the market or whatever um but it is like a i sold my watch to get you a comb for your hair i cut off my hair and sold it so i could get you a watch chain that kind yeah of yeah yeah that's that's kind of the that's kind of the idea um
0: i like all of those ideas too i was also thinking like my whole my whole thing is and i think you're you're kind of you kind of doing this too, but of like just doing existing Christmas stories, just in input
1: a Valerian like filter over it or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. um Yeah, I I want to maybe avoid a Christmas Carol just because a Detective Pikachu mm-hmm. Detective Pikachu Christmas Carol is a perfect film, and I don't know if we need to go back to that well for a while. And and uh, we are we, we've what, already done. It's a stellarious. Uh,
0: wonderful life or whatever
1: what about i don't i've never seen this movie so we would just be kind of shooting from the hip um miracle on the city of a thousand planets instead of miracle 34th street
0: where um Uh i kind of like that idea um i like the idea of valerian and Lucerine. did i do it Mm -hmm. no okay um lutherine laureline you're close maybelline Maybe it's Maybelline. Yes, Maybelline. Okay, maybe it
1: is Maybelline. Maybe it is
0: Maybelline. (laughs) The idea of them becoming lawyers for like a short period or something, and like defending the Santa Claus or something like that. Maybe, maybe that, maybe that has some heat there. I think we need to come up with because I don't think Christian Christmas exists anymore um, on on uh, the city of a thousand planets or whatever Alpha. Mm um right we we could come up with a new holiday or something that is basically christmas right
1: yeah i don't know i this is set i guess i kind of i'd like to do one that's just christmas though also okay like i we don't have to do this one but i don't i feel like if we come up with a new holiday every time that's going to be the bulk of what we talk about is creating a new holiday yeah yeah and we knocked it out of the park with one with king soul and the giving thief so like yeah i know we don't i'm not gonna die on the hill that this has to be christmas um i am gonna die on the hill that we have to keep the valerian in christmas got it got it also the fact we could have a movie like because i i've just now googled the plot to miracle on 34th street um and the idea being that they have to find santa mm-hmm. like these two trained assassin whatever spy agents are sent on a mission to find oh santa. my
0: god that's pretty good I like that. And then they have to defend him. Right? Like yeah. it's like initially he's like this alien or something. What if Santa was an alien the entire time who came to Earth? I'm fine with that. Like yeah. um and did all this stuff. That's pretty fun. No, that
1: would that would preclude this from being part of the ECU. Preclude? It means it wouldn't be part of it. Why? Because oh, Santa yeah, 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 yeah. exists and is not an alien. I'm fine with that. I'm just Think about what what we're doing here. Yeah. I mean we're we're in universe two right now, where <laughs> that's where we throw all the junk. Um yeah, it, so is that what we want to do? Then they they have to find Santa and then protect him or like some kind of mission like that. I think that's pretty fun.
0: Yeah. Okay. Miracle on I'm gonna start our time. Miracle on I we'll title it at the end.
1: Right. Yeah, the the joke title could be Miracle in the City of a Thousand Planets, but yeah. Uh, For now, we have 30 minutes. So why do they have to find Santa?
0: I think that they get told that there is a unidentified alien invader or something that is, like, in the city that is expelling huge energy or something. Like, maybe there's, like, an unidentified, like, huge energy source. Um Mm -hmm is traveling in the city and it's not like the size of a ship it's the size of like a person or like a sleigh right um -hmm. and so they have to intercept him and they're like tracing him right or something and i think that's like what they're doing and then they realize that it is like santa i guess um But it's actually like an alien of some sort. I don't know. Like, it maybe it took him for it it took him forever to get there.
1: In the movie Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, they do like you said. There's like a trial to decide the authenticity of Santa. Do we want an idea that like Valerian doesn't believe in Santa Claus and he's like, this is not Santa. This is just some weird alien who's like here to steal our secret plans or or whatever like but he's not santa and then it becomes a whole like believing in faith in santa whatever like i think it's like um
0: i think there is uh, d- the idea that like oh Lu- laureline i think the idea that laureline does believe in santa is also off the mark though like it's like does she actually believe sure. in santa like i think it's more like i like Maybe he's this Santa figure has been accused of something, right? And Mm -hmm. Valerian and Laureline know that he's not it. Um, And Valerian, like, that he didn't do it, right? Or he didn't do it, or he's not a danger to the city, right? And Mm -hmm. they're trying to defend that fact because they're going to sentence him to death or to something or experimentation, maybe, or something like that
1: right i'm thinking not necessarily that she's like oh i absolutely believe this she could be like oh it it doesn't matter if he is or not like like the that is irrelevant like i think maybe valerian's very hardcore like you are not santa claus like the kind of uh woody in toy story you are a toy you're not and she's more of like i don't think it matters i think this the more important thing is that the gunthar empire is trying to kill him or Uh, like um but that leaves because I mean it's like every then Christmas TV special where it's like Santa's not real, and then at the end it's like, but is he though? Like you know, um, so they're on the the space station, and there's some person giving off this huge energy signature, and when they go to find him, it's Santa. Why is he here? Like, is he just doing the Christmas thing, or? Um, I've
0: I have a few few thoughts about this. um one it could be that santa does live in another dimension or something and he got off course somehow and because of Mm -hmm. something um that maybe was given off by the uh by the city itself um Mm -hmm. and it launched him into this dimension and he's just trying to get back to his own right um or there could be, a, which it's probably what we're going to do because it's so fucking dumb. There's a Santa core where there are, mm-hmm. for every planet, there is a dedicated Santa. And um, it's taken forever to get this Santa into the city of a thousand planets or whatever. So he's the, he's the, it's kind of like the Green Lantern core or whatever. Like, right. Um, yeah. Uh, that the that the city of a thousand what's it called? It's called Alpha. I'm stop calling it the city of a thousand planets. Sure. Um, that Alpha has been um identified and approved to have their own Santa, right? Um, but he has to come here and decipher if the Alpha is good, good or not, right? Or like if there's enough. Like, this would be a, quite a
1: load to take on, right? You bring up an interesting point with the Green Lantern, and I think, not to throw away what we've been talking about, I think we could circle back to something then that, that I threw out. Because famously Hal Jordan becomes a Green Lantern, because the guy yep. who was assigned to that sector dies <laughs> yeah. and passes the power on to him. Yeah, that's true. What if the Santa Corey guy dies, and it's like, Valerian, you're the perfect replacement. You're an expert at in infiltration and he imbues the power of the santa core into oh Valerian. my god the santa core
0: is probably the title yes absolutely absolutely um and the whole movie is um
1: in brightest day and holiest night keep going we'll get, we'll get to keep that going, later. keep going um, uh okay in brightest day and holiest night red and green see that's the thing i just red and green Behold my light. Hold on. That's pretty good. Two hours later. In silent night and holiest night, may your days be merry and bright. No good or evil
0: will escape my sight, or something. Or like good or naughty will escape my sight, or something. Nice Nice or or naughty naughty shall escape my sight. Let those who worship. Naughties,
1: might. Seven hours later. But those who are, with those of my approximate weight and height, <laughs> except my power, same as mine. Dumb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one eternity later. That's the thing. Just say it one more time without laughing. Try.
1: Mm-hmm i'll put some i'll put some gravitas on it too Mm -hmm. in brightest day and holiest night nice and naughty brought into light with those of my approximate weight and height accept my power santa's might so for
0: the santa core it's not necessarily about who's worthy who kills him or anything it is more about oh the jacket fits (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, it's you brought the Santa Claus. It is legitimately not who's worthy. It's who's there when the previous yeah, Santa exactly. dies. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's so good. That's so our shit. Okay. So So oh, it crying. is no longer a Miracle on Valerian Street. It is now yeah, 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 um the Santa Corps Um where I think I think our premise still plays though of Valerian and Laureline are tracking down this energy signature right um this mysterious energy signature um because Uh, they have um maybe been promoted to like alpha like security like level one or like secret security where they have to investigate um weird
1: i think that tracks better maybe now that they've been like repurposed from so, i mean they're essentially yeah. field agents even though they have like yeah. military
0: roles. well maybe they have like settled down in alpha um instead of like going out on like a bunch of ridiculous missions or whatever where that they were kind of like traveling forever now they have kind of settled down and it's been pretty quiet and they just kind of are now dedicated to protecting the alpha now right so um mm-hmm. And maybe that's some of the tension because maybe they are both seeking adventure or they kind of want adventure. Um, And thus the Santa core is the little spark of adventure that they.
1: Well, I think we could play off some of the themes at the end of the first movie where, She's like we have to give them that pearl and the animal because or to give them the animal because that's the right thing to do right but it's our it's legally we it's not like it's illegal to do that or whatever the difference between what's legal and what's right because Santa Claus judges who's nice and naughty not who's been doing what's like, yeah, strictly exactly. legal like just because you fall the like if somebody needed help and you didn't help them because like oh I legally like I could get in trouble if I do that so I'm not going to that's not necessarily yeah. the right thing to do so we could play with that and that's kind of valerian's arc of like differentiating between the law yeah. and what's right yeah i think that's really good and
0: so they track down also being the exact weight and exactly. of... i almost kind of um i gotta I, I got a little like slant here um just because yeah, yeah. hit me i really hate the idea of putting valerian on like a higher pedestal whatsoever as a character um oh yeah but um what if um maybe like they um when they touch or when when they do receive the power it gets equally distributed to both of them the approximate weight and approximate height
1: maybe (laughs) i was thinking I was noodling a bit of an idea where she would technically be Mrs. Claus. And that could be, I'm thinking like the old, I don't know, are you from the Avengers, the old TV show with like um, Dame Diana Rigg? It was kind of like a a spy TV series where there was one guy, Jonathan Steed, and then Emma Peel is the one that I'm familiar with, Dame Diana Rigg. And he was kind of the spy guy and she was much more of like a cat burglar and karate person. And I'm wondering if like we could do something like that where it's like, oh technically she's sort of like a Mrs. Claus but that doesn't mean she's just like the homebody it's like she has her own specific range of powers etc like it puts them on an equal footing without doing like I I agree with you I hate the trope of oh we'll split it equally and that way then like you're both the yeah, Santa yeah. Claus now or something like that I. it's fine it just it feels very sort of like look how many woke points we get so i'd be interested in finding I, I i agree with you she needs to be not like a sub character or role just a different sure. way of doing it like and i think maybe that the uh, like a mrs clause kind yeah, of thing like, yeah. could be interesting although that does again like, can make her her identity is now mrs that guy but Let's keep plotting the movie, and I think we'll come to it. We're at 52 minutes, and we haven't even really decided yeah, what's yeah. happening in this movie yet, just that he becomes the Santa. Yeah. I think
0: it is, like, roughly the Santa Claus, right? Like, um, I think maybe there should be, like, some overarching plot, but I think a majority of the movie, like in the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, is, like, that first night of the him and the son, you know, going around. Mm-hmm. And, um, delivering the presents, right? Um, so I think, I guess we just should decide what happens. Do they like shoot him down? Like, is he on like a speeder bike or something? And they like chase him. I think there has to be a climactic chase scene, right? Um, oh, where shit. they, um, are chasing him down because they're tracking his energy signature. Um, there's. Uh, at one point um they track him down to like a bar or something i don't know like maybe like santa's uh stopped in to go get some like milk and cookies or something or like you there's a really funny scene where he's asking the bartender for milk and cookies and then, and then they come in and they're like stop right there and then santa runs away hops on like a hover motorcycle and then there's a huge motorcycle chase um or he pulls out like um something from his like from his coat and just throws it down and it's like a capsule then it like explodes and then it's like a a bike a red and green bike um he speeds off um they commandeer some uh some bikes from like a biker gang nearby and then they they chase him they chase him shoot him down then um thus murdering him and <laughs>
1: then um that's when they receive their power um let's yeah i was gonna say I almost say if we go like the avon sewer route he could like we could start open on a chase of him being chased by the enemy on some kind of motorbike and he crashes into oh house okay and gives them the power that way and then the movie can be fighting this villain but also valerian learning morality i suppose yeah
0: yeah we could say like um the opening is that this santa on his way to uh alpha um is accosted by some alien like like enemy force of some sort um and shoots uh outmaneuvers him for a while we see some cool like magic shit um but does like Get shot down. I don't think he has reindeer. I think he more has like a hover car or something like that, or the robotic reindeer, and it's like exactly like fu- it's exactly like I'm Futurama it, Santa. Like... Um,
1: I'm okay if it's yeah. not a sleigh with reindeer. Um, what's the villain then that that's trying to chase him? I love putting all the fine touches on it, but we're yeah, still yeah. circling a plot. Um,
0: I think maybe like they're chasing him for the same reason they started chasing him that valerian and Laureline start chasing him is because of the energy signature it's like oh this thing like sure. the pearl in the first movie it's like this thing is super powerful like we could get this and like sell it or um something like that um maybe it is did that guy die the you know the arms dealer in the market or the the or he was the dealer in the market. He didn't die. I don't die. think so. No, yeah. I think
1: he's still alive. So.
0: Um maybe it's him. Maybe it's like he's he's always looking for energy or something. Um and it could be his goons or it could be another enemy if we want to introduce a new alien of some sort.
1: I think it makes sense if we're sticking with the idea that they're looking for Santa because of like immense power or energy that somebody else being after the same thing i mean they could also be after the not santa core ring but whatever it is that gives a santa a santa his power it's um um it's the general piercing
0: uh
1: hate that um hmm. Well, it should have to be Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. I know we're getting more into the space side but of it. But it's Christmas in of space. Of it, Santa Corps. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what are some like Christmas villains? There's like Jack Frost. Mm. There's uh, the Burgermeister. The Burgermeister. Uh, um. There's Krampus. There's Scrooge.
0: Um, a, a fun idea is if we did like a space version of like I don't know, you know how like in Batman Beyond there's like the Joker's or whatever, or like you know, or the Royal Flesh Gang. Like, what if there's like the Scrooge Gang or something like that?
1: Or, um, um, we could do like a, it's an alien that was like, oh my god, uh, two hundred years ago we had to like eject this race from mm. Alpha. Because they were too, like, not anti-Christmas. Like, they were just mean and nasty. And we kicked them out. And now they're coming. Like, somehow they found us or they're back or whatever. Maybe the Santa core. That was, like, the last time somebody was on Alpha. It was, like, we actually had a guy before. And he kicked them out. And he did it with Christmas spirit. I'm kind of I don't know wheels here But you know I, what I think mean, like... maybe
0: it's Um. I like the idea That like maybe it's like this ejected Alien race because they like Caused a bunch of like murder they tried to Usurp like the government or they tried To like take over alpha for themselves Like and failed So um, this is where the 15 minute 20 minute backstory at the Beginning of the movie happens right um, And they are Ejected Um, and they have formed their own space station and they're kind of like maybe a, um, a rogue gang, um, that, um, is active in the area, but is usually just like a minor nuisance. Right. Um, but they are constantly trying to siphon power, um, from alpha or gain more power of their own so they can like either launch another assault or just make their own city in the space thrive right um just kind of sad or whatever like um and this actually could tie into a lesson of like maybe that was generations back that that happened um and um thus the current um residents of this like alien race um are nothing like they're like they're just trying to survive out there right like they've been abandoned alpha um and they um maybe there's a lesson there that valerian teaches them in the end or teaches alpha in the end it's like oh naughty and nice it's like what does that mean it's not just like legality of the law what happened with this alien race 200 years ago all those denizens are dead right like these people are just trying to survive out there we should bring them back in and give them another chance right does that make sense
1: so what then like how do we get from point a to point b in that he he's now the santa uh representative yes. <laughs> santa Cora agent and do the does the other station like appear and now there's a whole shall we blow it out of the sky and he has to try to stop it or do they again kidnap somebody this, this space station from Alpha. Like, I, I like where you're going. I'm just like, what's the connective tissue? How do we like get it that pull everything together here?
0: The what could happen is that Santa Claus um of the Santa Core uh gets into this um uh assault with this beta group or whatever. We'll call them beta because they're not part of Alpha yeah. anymore, right? and they um shoot him down um and once they know that this powerful energy has gone into alpha they decided to send a small team in to see if they can like recover it right and um they can't get there before valerian and Laureline do um but then as after valerian and Laureline learn what the Santa Claus is and like what the responsibility is. And they have to like deliver all these presents all over the station. They, mm-hmm. um, are, I think a lot of the movie is those, uh, rogue betas are chasing them and they get into like fights and stuff. And I don't think they're deadly fights cause it's a Christmas movie. Sure. Um, but, um, they, um, maybe eventually think that they capture um, Valerian Santa Claus, uh, but they actually capture Laureline and take her back to beta. Um, Or they capture Valerian and Laureline has to save Valerian on beta. Um, So she launches herself out and to that space station. And then when they're there, they look at beta and realize in like what, Shambled shape it is in, and like how much they're just struggling to survive, right? And how they've been abandoned by Alpha, and that's where the lesson sort of ties in. Is that is that sort of connecting those tissues? I think.
1: I think so. Yeah, it it does feel very much like the first movie <laughs> in a way, though, of like the oh, we're an alien race that's not actually yeah. evil, and we're running like, what if um so we have the whole chase scene at the beginning like valerian and Laureline, are where we we're talking about like oh we're, we're still looking for this energy source like it's it's all over the place hard to pin down then he crashes into their house because he's been shot down by the villain like the enemy of the beast the actual villain uh and he gives him the ring or whatever and then it's like okay well that's fucking like weird what's going on and then beta shows up in the sky and they're like hey we're back and we're cool now and the ship's like no we're not gonna let you back in like like you were banished for three you know for 400 years and it's only been 200 so no you can't come back like that's the law and now valerian's whole thing is like brokering the peace of like yeah but that's not right look they're good people now like they're not evil anymore And trying to – and maybe then – we. I mean, it's still analogous to the first movie, but there's somebody in the government who doesn't want this to happen or somebody on beta that doesn't want them to come back into the fold because, like, the guy who's in charge of beta is like, I'm living like a king. Everybody else is having a bad time, but, like, I'm kind of like, you know, in um, movies where there's, like, a a gang boss or something where the city around him is in abject poverty, but he lives in a gold tower because he's bleeding – it's like – this is great for me. If we go back there, then I'm going to not, I can't live like a King anymore. So he's the one who's trying to, um, like he killed Santa, the original Santa. Uh, now he's after Valerian, but most of the people on the ship want to come back. Like they're, you know, good people, I guess now or whatever, but that way it's like, there's still some similarities. Cause I mean, the first premise, the premise of the first movie is very broad. So, Having any person who you think is bad but is good, and any person you think is good but is bad is gonna yeah, sound yeah. like the first four. Um,
0: but so there's this mob boss or like king, king boss or whatever of beta. Mm-hmm. Alpha felt that it would be cruel to just launch them out into space, um, like without mm-hmm. any help or anything. So maybe they're tethered, or maybe they are annexed, and um monthly um there are supplies delivered to um and like there's still commerce Mm. or whatever um but otherwise they are completely closed off from alpha what we find out um through um just the reveal of the movie is that this king boss of beta um has been hoarding those supplies for himself and he divvies them out right and and this uh... like we have like this whole greed thing Like instead of like mm-hmm. um, Instead of like doling it out To everyone equally or doling Out to everyone so everyone has enough um, It it There's this whole greed thing going on And then you get like the spirit of Giving and the spirit of like Generosity and the sh- of Sharing the load or whatever right
1: Okay hear me out mm-hmm. Yes Everything that you said for sure Santa came to Alpha originally to be like, remember that guy that you sent with Beta to be like, to hey, like we're sending a representative to basically observe your city and decide when you're ready to come back. He put, set himself up as a dictator and he's hoarding everything. So he has Santa killed before he can tell anybody that. Now Valerian is Santa. They go over to Beta and it's a Robin Hood movie of him being Santa Claus stealing the supplies from the Dictator King and distributing Oh them my God, this completely changes things. Yeah, I know. I know we've changed the plot of this movie like three times. If you don't, if that isn't hitch That's, as, good, as too, something that That's you're good too though. That's good too. I mean, that can be most of the movie. We, can, we don't have to throw everything away. The idea of Valerian going over there and being like oh no he like that guy was right and now the king is like well now I can't let you leave I've been trying to get this power and now you're here so now he's doing and like basically he has to he and laureline have to like they're doing Santa Claus stuff and giving stuff to the basically fomenting the rebellion so that they overthrow the dictator and then at that point it's like okay now we can communicate with uh, alpha and be like this is what's been going on send people yeah. over to verify we can reattach yeah. the stations now. But that way it gives us a plot to go on and it gives both of them more things to do. Like like I said, Loreline, I don't know there can be specific powers for Loreline as well. I think um, um I think we can marry
0: all three of our plots a little bit. Um I cause I, I see the I see where it can happen. So yes, they initially um shoot down Santa or whatever and assassinate him. Valerian gains the power Valerian and Laureline gain the powers right um and then Valerian's like oh I gotta do this Santa thing so we do the whole Santa thing of um in alpha and then it's like oh there's still people on this list we had gotta go over to beta and then when they go over to beta that's when they realize the thing with the the king boss of beta right and they're like, we got to do something. And that's when they have their spy movie of like going in, stealing the horde and ge- distributing it amongst beta. But when they go back to alpha or, then, or like when they eventually do, they appeased the government that like we should bring beta back in. Not only did this happen, it's going to continue to happen. And also we're judging a whole race of people
1: based on their ancestors. Yeah. Like people just here's proof that's yeah. the right thing to do. And they could be like, well, I'm sorry, but we said, like, the law is, until that guy, until our representative says they can come back, they can't. And so I've been 200 years. We need to wait, like, and it's like, well, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, and
0: I think some of it is, like, them convincing um, them that this is what's happening over there. You gave this one person all this power, and his ancestors are taking advantage of it, right? Um, Hmm. And, yeah, I think i think that's pretty solid um and then at the end um Mm -hmm. valerian beta is brought back into alpha and that king boss is usurped or maybe he's i don't know there's got to be like some there's got to be some like climactic battle or something right
1: oh yeah i think there's a huge battle and then it's after he's defeated that valerian Mm -hmm. comes back to alpha and is like okay, this is what's been going on. I can confirm it. It's true. And they're like, well, that's great, but the mm-hmm. law says, or whatever. And so that's like the nice one of like, oh my God, we did it. Everything's going to be fine. And then there's like an additional like, oh shit, no, everything's not going to be fine because the law is awful. It's like in um, Get Out where he mm-hmm. gets out and everybody's like, oh, thank God he's survived!" And then you hear yeah. the police sirens and, you're, and everybody goes, oh yeah. shit. Like, it's that moment of like they we fucking did it. Everything's great, and then it's like, oh no, the yeah. law is terrible. I think it's pretty. I think rules.
0: it's good, and uh, it is oddly all, all, all of our plots. Like there's even a little bit of the miracle yeah. on 30, 34th Street in there.
1: <laughs> it is kind of wild how we took Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets and made a sequel of yeah. five
0: plots. Yeah. I mean. This is a three-hour sequel, a Christmas sequel to Valerian yeah. and
1: the uh, City of a Thousand Planets. It's also a three-hour episode. Uh, quickly, though, before we title it and wrap things up, like a nice little present, uh, who's the villain? Who plays yeah. the villain?
0: Um, what do we kind of want our villain to be? I, when I think of King Boss, I think of this like sort of like mob boss sort of like guy, um, like Ozamo. John Leguizamo Tom Tom Hanks Hanks. that might be good like um let's let Tom Hanks play one I think Tom Hanks is very charismatic um could play the like I'm pretending to be good but I'm actually evil kind of thing you know like I think that's actually pretty horrifying um and um I think that that could play well, and it'll also be just funny to see Tom Hanks. Like, I want him to still be an alien, but like kind of a humanoid alien. So it's like Tom, Tom Hanks oh, with sure. like, like antennae or something.
1: Um. Then the last question, for the question, is so what do we call it? Is it? It's Valerian and Laureline. Colon mm-hmm. Santa Core. Valerian and Laureline, colon, fa la 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 la. Valerian
0: and Laureline, the Solar Express. <laughs> I'm baking that. Maybe we'll use that next time.
1: Valerian and Laureline, Crimbo time. Crimbo time. Like himbo? No, Crimbo is a weird cringe way people mm-hmm. mispronounce Christmas online. I mean following is fall follow, like following yonder star is a thing that could work for space but it has absolutely no bearing on the plot we just came up with let's just do the santa yeah. core we're gonna stay here for a while and I, I don't think we the layering gonna and lauraline back. colon the santa core all right then did we do it i think we did it um If we did it, that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, Stitcher,
0: iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else. Podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers, including that on the back of that clay ornament you made for your family uh, in art class. In like the second grade, you know, when you used to like carve your name and like what grade you were in on the back of them Um, on the back of that. If you look at now, it just says the equalizers.
1: Surprise. Not sorry. You can also get in contact with us about that on Facebook and Twitter at the equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers. As always, we spell that E Q. U E L Z E R S of a thousand planets. Oh, sorry, like in sequel. You can also, uh, <laughs> <write> special thanks <things laughs> oh, to like
0: in sequel oh, no. at a thousand planets.
1: Oh, no. The Madison Jones, uh, the, the Santa Jones, fuck, Madison Claus Kemeth. Uh, special up on the house, clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Oh, no. Special thanks to Banana Boys for the release of our theme song. Two steps strutting off their debut album, to Cargo from Outer Space. You can find them online. Banana Boys. Oh yes, go
0: ahead, Madison. Up on the house top, squish, squish, squish.
1: <laughs> Drinking all of these liquids. <laughs> 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 oh my god. What are we doing for next time, Madison? It's going to be our uh, Christmas episode, I believe. Is it or is it the week before? Yes. The, this we'll be recording the Christmas episode. Yes. So, what are we doing for the big day itself? We talked about this. We know we typically do one of Netflix's many Christmas movies. Um, this year, nothing really either as wild, excuse me, as wild as The Princess Switched, or as sort of fantastical as uh, Christmas Chronicles. There is one thing I want to pitch, because you and I have gone back and forth. We've talked about um, the Brooke Shields, A Castle for Christmas. We've talked about the various Christmas movies that are a little bit more rom com than we usually do. There is one other option. Okay. Previously, we've gone back for a Christmas movie before. I believe it was... I think during hiatus, we missed the first Christmas where the Christmas Chronicles came out. So the next year we went back and did it. There was a movie that came out last year on Netflix called Jingle Jangle. Um, Oh, that was a Christmas movie. I did watch this. Um, that fits a little bit more into the purview of what we like to do. Uh, kind of vibe wise. I will say I'm not against doing a more grounded movie, uh, like starting movie than we have before. But, um, have you seen Jingle Jangle? Okay.
0: Yes. I found it kind of boring. But Yeah,
1: I mean I also I did too, but um I It wasn't completely boring. Suspect most of these are gonna be boring. Let me see. Otherwise, uh we should have let's see.
0: There's that holiday one with Emma Roberts. It's a movie called Let It Snow from two thousand nineteen. That has Sabrina in it. Oh yeah. We could go away from the Netflix thing just because there's nothing screaming at us. Um we could do like the Polar Express. Um we could do Scrooged. We could do Klaus. Klaus is a Netflix Christmas movie, or it's not a Netflix. Movie. I don't actually, I'm not sure if it is. Have you watched Klaus?
1: Uh, no, I know it's very good. I heard it's pretty good. It. Um, is this out already? Okay, here's a movie from last year. I, I just I have Netflix still pulled up, so I'm not like diehard. We have to do this, but this just came up. Uh, it's a movie called Just Another Christmas. Stuck in a time loop where it's forever Christmas, a family man who hates the holidays starts to learn valuable lessons. About oh my god.
0: Okay, I mean, look at this. This feels good.
1: It's called just another. Look Christmas. at all
0: those actors I don't recognize.
1: This seems pretty good. Uh, yeah, this might be foreign language. Yeah, so it, it is have uh, it is dubbed, so it would be in English. But it does look like this was actually okay. a foreign film. That could be good. Uh, kind of screams our it does. general vibe. Um, But okay So I'm cool
0: with this It seems pretty funny Um, And it also seems Just our vibe completely Um, So Because we're doing Christmas in space
1: Oh right I didn't know if we were going to keep Christmas in space um, For the actual Christmas movie But I'm not against it My my pitch is that uh, and I've
0: talked to you about this before briefly, but because uh-huh. it is Christmas in space uh, for December, um, that whatever oh. this sequel is, and s- since all those other ones were space movies, that this one, is, since it's a Christmas movie, whatever the sequel is, it has to be in space. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Awesome
1: yeah like i said i i didn't know if we were going to continue the theme of christmas in space for the actual day itself uh but i no no argument here from me so the sequel to this will be set in space uh but tune in next time for our christmas episode just another christmas so for the equalizers i'm madison jones i'm mike noll to be continued
0: click click clack on the housetop squish 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 Uh. Uh, Look at you drinking, I mean, all, of these all these liquids. liquids. Okay. In brightest day. <laughs> In brightest day and holiest night.
1: First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest.
0: And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's
1: really it, you barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, or we'll do the two steps. Sure, come on, dance with me. Mm-hmm.